Actually, being wrong is not the mm. bad thing. You come and see us in the flesh. <laughs> you can, um, he's turned into John Lydon again. Yeah. That's the Conservative uh, philosophy, really, isn't it? Go, Stuart. Yeah. Who sets the agenda in social justice issues? A big question, and I'm not sure we're going to do that while I answer in this one, but we'll have a go. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbot, one of the co-hosts of this podcast and uh, the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. And my job is trying to get people uh, engaged and connected and aware of the environment and nature around them on a daily basis, which I hope is the first step to getting them to want to protect it. Who's the co-host? Hi, my name's William Manklow. Um, I always call myself a photographer. I'm kind of my photography fluctuates a little bit through the year so sometimes we do a bit more sometimes I do more editing but that's just what I am just what I do and I hear, I'm really here just to be really talking about these questions that you're sending in and having mm. and uh, giving my opinion as it is right now and that's generally what we do between the two of us you know yeah. we discuss it from our, our from our own truths as they are right now and we're both very much open to having our minds changed yeah. I think that's one step forward in in solving certain issues if yeah. you're open-minded to having your cha- your mind changed and it doesn't and I, mean you're wrong yeah well actually being wrong is not mm. a bad thing you know mm. you, it's actually actually quite a healthy thing to say i was wrong in this situation mm. because i've got new information that's told me that that, that my past beliefs were, were wrong that's a hard step to take but it, mm. it's an important one and we try to do that here and uh even though it says a people's countryside environmental debate podcast we don't talk about the countryside that often because uh, this podcast evolved off the back of a a project called The People's Countryside, which made nature's voice heard and the environment's voice heard through film, photography, walks, talks, podcasts, radio, whatever we could do. And we used to focus on the people in the countryside. And then this podcast evolved. We had guests and then uh, we would discuss the big, some big conversations that we would all bring to the table. And then COVID hit and... Um, We've started to rely on you guys sending in questions that whatever you want to talk us to talk about, we do. And it can cover anything from social justice to uh, climate, sustainability to the human condition and everything in between. And uh, we, we, we're not we don't debate very often. We, we tend to have uh, open and meandering conversations and see where we go. So who's the question from today? I was just going to say before we before we go into the question, just wait until the end of this end of this episode because we've got an. A, um, if you listened to the last one, you would have heard the announcement already. But if you didn't, we're going to talk about it again. Something's going to be happening tomorrow evening, yeah. uh, but we'll we'll tell you more about that. You and you can also tell you about flesh. You can, come and see us in the flesh. <laughs> you can. Um, he's turned into John Lydon again. Yeah. Um, we could. We'll also talk about how you can you can support us through Patreon. But the question is what you asked me to, uh, to uh-huh. talk about. Uh, it, the question is from Heather in Ablington, Wiltshire. Um, Ablington is an interesting word. You thought it looked like Abingdon, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, Abingdon in Oxfordshire, but it's Ablington. In the, there's an Abington up near Scotland somewhere yeah. as well. So anyway. In Wiltshire, this it, is Ablington. It is indeed, yeah. So uh, Heather's question. Thanks very much for sending your question in, Heather. I hope you're listening to this episode. Um, who sets the agenda in social justice issues? Um, I think your take probably is something along the lines that the those in power that yeah, th- those in yeah. power, th- th- those are unfairly advantaged, maybe. That, but I don't know. They set the agenda. They maybe impact on the situations that arise to the setting of the agenda. You very rarely hear somebody raising the issue that isn't being un- impacted unfairly. You very rarely see somebody without any motivation or or or, or 
hidden agenda actually defending other people or raising it in the first place. You do, but it's not often. So if it is those those in power that are setting the agenda, do they actually even see it as social justice? Do they even... Because I think social justice is definitely seen as a derogatory term as well. Mm. Like it's almost like it's too left, too lefty thinking, too lefty. Like, yeah, liberal. it can be. And uh, but I, I, I think um, it's just an excuse to make you know give people who, they, are, who are lazy a, a, a you know a, an easy ride. If you know mm. what I mean. Do people who inflict it see it as injustice? Well, some people who inflict it say it's like um, John Wayne, the actor. He, 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 I think it was 1971, Marlon Brando refused to accept, uh, and there's a question about this, going to come up at some point from a listener. Mm. Um, Marlon Brando refused to accept his Oscar because of the, the way he perceived the indigenous Indians of America being portrayed in Hollywood. And uh, yes. he, he sent up a woman who was from an indigenous uh Tribe wasn't that so wasn't that a portrayal a portrayal of Pocahontas I think or have I got that wrong? Well, I, I, I'm I'm not sure. But, yeah, but um, it was it was it was Oscar an Oscar thing, wasn't it? Yeah, the Oscar award thing. But um, it, it, he refused it, and and uh, John Wayne off camera wanted to actually drag her off stage and said, "How dare you be on my stage?" And he, uh, you know, talking about this, he said. Okay, you you know you've experienced in the Indians have experienced bad things, but your, your life is so much better than, than it would have been if you'd been left to your own devices. Now there are a lot. There's a lot of that goes on. People who inflict what other people feel is social injustice, they just it is okay. Well, there's there's pros and cons with this, but everybody's better off. That's the conservative uh, philosophy, really, isn't it? Just want just want to put a, meat, a bit of meat on the bone that when you're talking about Marlon Brando, there it was to do with um, uh, he. Yeah, he refused to refused an Oscar on behalf of Marlon Brando. So basically, he he, he was going to be uh, Marlon Brando was going to get a an Oscar. Yeah. But basically, he didn't like how they were like so mm. the Native Americans were being treated. So he gave it to Sasheen Littlefeather mm. to actually do to to accept the accept the award. But she refused it. She mm. actually went up on stage and refused it, and then of course got a lot of backlash from it. She's just recently very just recently i think it's this this uh, bbc article was dated on the 16th of august um actually the oscars apologized to her yeah it's amazing isn't it yeah but that that's a question that we've got coming up in the future set by a listener i don't know who, who the name is i think it might even be an american i don't know so is that is that is that him setting some sort of social justice agenda himself agenda himself or gender yeah m- m- maybe you know because a, a lot of um so can't we all do that yeah but we don't always in those privileged positions. So a lot of the time, all we're left with is protest. Yeah, and then then it's then it kind of maybe it gives leads to the unsettling factor of or the unsettling feeling of knowing what your your um, privileges are mm. and actually recognizing them. Yeah, that to and a lot protectionism of, comes into that once you realize yeah. you're, you're privileged, you're scared of losing it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But also, even admit, even admitting you have the privilege in the first place. Mm. Can be a scary thing anyway, or can be can feel like it almost like feel like oppression itself, can't it? Do you put and some people fall into the trap of seeing it as uh, forgetting it's a privilege and seeing it is their right to to have this over somebody yeah. else because of their social standing? Because it, yeah, just think if you're really privileged, if you have a lot of privilege in your life and you're not maybe and and privilege that you're not even aware of, mm, it's just normal. Then anything that then then any steps towards trying to 
increase equality can feel like oppression then can't yeah. it because you're, yeah. you you feel like your your rights are being impinged even though actually these things that are being taken away from you or being restricted are actually just trying to make trying to make it equality and you, it's just the fact that you're you have you're in the privileged position mm. to be able to do that I and mean, mm. i just think about but people also, driving cars you know for example it's also the you know, some people in a privileged position they they find it hard to accept that their privileged position has a negative impact on another group in society i i actually really i really admire somebody that comes out and go says i'm extraordinarily privileged mm. and i know about it and now i'm going to do something about it i think i mean a lot, yeah, but a lot there's suspicion be... there. People are very suspicious of that. Richard Branson does that. Um... Yeah, of course. But you have to back it again. It's, it's you have to back it up with actions rather than just words. Yeah. Is what you, we, we talked about this previously about how um, people are trying to be influencers, influencers, and uh, inspirational mm. um, by what they're by what they're saying rather than actually just going out there and being that thing and doing mm. that thing. We, we, we've talked about the the the, the, the footballer, the Blackpool footballer who mm. came out. The inspiration as being, gay, yeah. as being gay, yes, and uh, I think that to be inspirational, to be in that, be be, be inspirational, just go out there and be who be you gay, are. be who you are. Yeah, doesn't even have to just be just be who you are. Yeah, and that will really show, shine the light. I mean, if you look about how how the um, it's going to be really interesting what comes out of this thing about the 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 women's English women's team winning the Euros. They're going to go through a real sort of like screw. They're going to really scrutinise this whole um, what's happened and uh, with you know what impact it's had and mm. all that type of thing about the Eng- England winning the Euros and then how they can move that, how they can take that mm. forward. That's really good way. That's a really good way of moving stuff forward, isn't it? But you mentioned uh, before we were recording that uh, Martin Lewis of Money Supermarket, MoneySaver.com. M- money, money Saving Experts. Yeah. Money Saving, uh, saving Experts. He, he, he's one of the few people you feel that um, sits, puts himself on a pedestal and, and uh, mm. tr- t- tries to defend other people. Yes. Um, in, in, with the with the what do you call it? The cost of living crisis in the UK. You yes. know, he he he's talking about how other people are oppressed. It, you you feel he's he's an unusual example of somebody who isn't necessarily being impacted as much as some, but still comes out and says what's wrong. Do you think that's genuine from him? Yeah, yeah. When you when you hear him talk about it. Because this is not just this is this is not somebody who's just popped up in the last five minutes. He's been around for years, mm. um, and he's been basically he set up he set up money saving expert himself. He no longer runs it, mm. or he's no longer he's no longer somebody else now runs it. But he's now the figurehead for it. Mm. But he 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 has dedicated his life pretty much to making sure that people are not ripped off. They're getting the best. Uh, they're getting the best deal they can, basically, really, mm. uh, from, from everything from utilities to buying their new phone or whatever it is. And he got very, he's got, I've heard him several times recently, getting very passionate about, you know, that even he was saying how, even with all the tricks and tips and everything that he, he, he can give to somebody, they still would be in a massive hole financially because of what we're, what we're facing. Do you think he is squeaky clean, as people say, or is he he's as bad as in some ways? But squeaky, but define what squeaky clean is. Well, I don't think anybody is. I think he is. Incredible. I think he is just as guilty as a lot of the media of the of the of the of the, of the narrative that he uses. Um, well, let me explain that. We're with. Okay, we're in the UK and across the world in various d- degrees. We're, you know, let's look at the UK. Come through um, 
Brexit, you come come through COVID, you now 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 got the Ukrainian war, you got the, the climate issue, climate crisis, and you got the cost of living. All all that thing is just a big huge storm. And there's a lot of negative words in phraseology, like people are absolutely petrified of what's going to happen. And they keep talking on the BBC and stuff. They keep interviewing people who are struggling. Unless they talk to somebody else who's struggling. And Martin Lewis does the same thing in the sense of he said, people are absolutely terrified that nothing's going to happen and, mm. and, and stuff. And I think that's just as bad. I think... But... With the BBC, I think they should be going around and saying, OK... Digging out the positive stories because yeah. it's not all bad. And if, if the government doesn't step in, it's going to get damn hard. There's going to be a lot of homelessness. There's going to be a lot of stuff being taken in. But keep focusing on the positive and, and then people will have to start working as communities to support each other. And, and I just think that the, Martin Lewis is as guilty as using bad language to describe the negative it fuels the negative feeling and anybody who's listening uh, with with the you know with, with thing well, how am i going to pay my fuel bill it's like uh you know domestic fuel bill there are some charities like um there are food food banks out there that are having to close because they're yearly they're, they're not protected by by this price cap mm. and that the, the, they were paying 68 pound a year subsidized for their electricity and there's one up in York that uh, is closing because that, that £68 a year is turning into £30,000 a year, OK? Yeah. Yeah. And with these fuel companies, you can just cancel your direct debit, tell them you're going to cancel it, and they're not going to like it. There might be a penalty in doing that, but set up a standing order so you then can choose what you pay each month and, and, and they can't cut you off because you're doing your best to pay. They have to allow you to pay. So cancel your direct debit, uh, having told them. Set up a standing order. You might have to pay a penalty on that. They can't cut you off because, you know, that you've done, you're doing your best to pay. They cut people off that actually don't try. So I'm is saying that, Martin, that, Martin Lewis... Is that absolutely certain? Can you be absolutely certain that's what would happen? Well, in some instances, probably that there might be somebody who makes a decision, are oh, we going to cut you off because, you know, but you've got an ethical ground to actually go to the local news and suddenly you switch back on again. The, yeah, you know? well, but, 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 yeah, but, not, but, but not everybody's going to be able to do that. So what I've heard... A lot Martin, of people can. What I've heard Martin Lewis talk, talk about is talk direct, directly to the leadership of, well, Sunak and, and Truss at this moment in time. We're recording this on the day that the... Mm. We're recording this on the 5th of September. And this is the day that actually the, the, the new the new Prime Minister is going to be announced. And he did actually say, look, look, once you, well, whoever's going to be in charge, you know, I, I am available with all my expertise and knowledge that sit down and try and figure something out here. Because the biggest issue we have right now isn't necessarily domestic fuel bills. It's actually the uh, no cap on businesses. So small businesses, there's going to be a lot of small businesses that are going to completely vanish mm. overnight. So that's small things that some people might say are small things like fish and chip shops and pubs will disappear overnight. Was it nearly 70% of pubs could just disappear overnight? Yeah. And think about how many people are being are actually employed by that by the by the by those two industries mm. alone. Now, yes, communities will. I think it's a great idea to try and get communities together as much as you possibly can do, and get people communities working together. But the problem is, even even that won't help because the the, the prices are going to be so high. Mm. But isn't this just and an then example because of the prices will collapse? 
and the people who accept that is are the people who are going to come out of it and survive. It's just drifting away from social injustice or social justice, but then again, it isn't. But, you know. No, because it is. No, it's yeah. about it's all about social justice, isn't it? But it's the it's the fact that what something must be there must be something that can be done to mitigate what's happening, in even at least to some degree, because it is mm. such a it's such a jump, such a hike. Mm. Is it social? Is it social collapse? Societal collapse. Societal collapse. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe we've been. Maybe we've been. Maybe it's been happening over the last ten, fifteen years. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can throw money at this, and um, you know, but I, the prices aren't going to come down to where they were. It's been unsustainably propped up. We have uh, we have all these roads that are becoming a, a, a you know potholed, and we've got all these leaks in in various or um water pipes we have been living in unsustainably we've been building up an infrastructure that that it, it, it ultimately be too expensive to, to to run and then we have to replace with a whole new but system isn't, isn't and i think this is just an example of that we can the government could throw billions and billions and billions at this so nobody so they pay the fuel companies but we still got to come through the other side of that. And we don't come through the other side of that as individuals. We come through it as communities that actually might have to be completely self-sufficient. I don't know. But, but the language being used, it, yeah. it's some bloody positive stuff out there we can do to help ourselves. OK, give me, give me an example of positive, positive, one positive thing. There's a huge amount of allotments out there that people are, uh, uh, waste food every year because they grow more crops than they need to. Stick that into the food food um, system, you know, instead of putting... We go, go, you know, I know a guy bloke uh, got the allotments across the other side of the road from here and he grows an inordinate amount of cabbages. But if, if he grows 100 cabbages, he might eat 10 of them and the rest goes on the compost heap. You know, that's a positive. That's, that's a huge that, amount. So that's individual responsibility for what you're producing, isn't it? It's individual responsibility of of, of what, what you do with what you're producing. It's not about producing too much. It's about so you're growing something. Let's get it how, into the system. How so we're talking about a community we're talking about community groups here, and this really has gone off the whole thing, mm. but I think we're in a way, we're answering the question by actually this discussion mm. in the first place because we are in a way trying to set the agenda for the mm. so, for social justice in mm. a way. Uh, so, if you set community, if communities come together and set up groups themselves, how are the how are those groups actually managed in the first place, and how much does that actually hold the whole thing cost in cost as well? Because mm. there's got to be a cost behind that. I would say uh, that you reduce the cost if it goes straight from allotment to plate with a very minimal sort of transportation to a, uh, a central place that has to store it. Yes. And then it's and then you have to travel there to get it. It's just, you know, I remember, you know, well, who, who, who would do that? Who would actually do that transportation? Because if you're busy working, who who, who does that? Where's the infrastructure? Well, if you're busy where, where, work, who builds the infrastructure up? Well, re really, if you're going to the shop, if you're finding time to go to the shop, you've got time to go and get your food. Not really, because you might have to go to that. that there's plenty of people. Out, there's you, might, you might have to go to that place to get milk. You might have to. And that, basically, we're going back to what we were in the past, whereas we got so used to going now to one place and getting mm. everything under one roof. And I don't. Well, th I think that horse has bolted. I don't think we're going to go back to a situation where we're going to go to individual shops. Well, again. if we're all starving and there's a bloke down the end of the road selling cabbages, we're not going to say I'm not going to go down there because he don't do milk. But do you think we're going to get to a point where we are all starving? Yeah, I can see that. Because if the climate, if we have a n number of summers like this, we're not going to be able to grow the crops that we're used to growing. 
you know, very, it's very easy to tip over. You look at uh, the, the potato famine in, in 1846. That didn't need to happen. That was political decision and indecision that caused that. That can happen mm. in, in, in a wet environment. Famines that existed in... The Irish, the Irish didn't need to actually die in the millions. That They were growing their own crops but had to give send that to Vic, Queen Victoria as rent for the farms they were living on. And then they all they were left with were potatoes and they had a, a potato blight, so they starved. So I think with political indecision, uh, personal indecision, I think you can very quickly tip over. You can, you can have perfect growing conditions, but if your structure ain't right, you can starve to death. You know, it's very close to... Things people are getting very angry out there, and they're talking about revolution, and and put, put the politicians are making decisions in the UK big to avert riots in the street. That's part of the reason they make these emergency decisions. If we don't do something, they're going to riot. The, the the great unwashed are going to riot. So to prevent us doing that, they make these decisions. But we're always one step away from the civil war and all-out war. Very easy dip into that, isn't it? Something along the lines of. Every society's three meals away from revolution. Yeah, three yeah. missed three missed meals away from. And revolution. some people say we're one waste packet away from homelessness. Or most people, you know, it's yeah. sort of like, yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, there's an awful lot. Okay, you you got you you, you know. You, if you if you re- people are go- going to uh, food food banks and they're going to food larders, there are people who are growing their own vegetables that are wasting. People are going to say, "I'm not going to go to an allotment because you don't do milk." Or, you know, that, during during, no, no, during the was... Second World War, during the Second World War, it was mm-hmm. it was every piece of green green ground was used to grow crops. We need to be getting out there and growing vegetables on road road verges. But that again is in the past well that's not that's not the culture is it the cultural cultural norm is now to go to a supermarket and go to one place how do you check that's again a change of behavior the change of language of the people who who are out there talking like us we have a responsibility to show there's another way the bbc need to be instead of going around interviewing all the people who are struggling let's go around interviewing people who are struggling but actually there's some positive out there so if there is also if there's positive out there could this also be a storm in the teacup? Uh, it could be, but I don't think so. I think this is the start of societal collapse. Yeah, but that's been said before, though, hasn't it? Ooh, I'm, not deni- it I'm not denying that it... it At some point, happen. it's going to happen. And and then the people who, who aren't who's ready to say, for Who's it. to say it hasn't already happened because of COVID? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're, and maybe, we're, all, we're still the, in the Industrial Revolution. We haven't come through it. Maybe, maybe one of the positives out of COVID was the fact that it, it brought people together a lot mm. more in communities. Um Go back to the question. Yeah. So, who sets the agenda in social justice issues? Uh, one thing that did a, that did did, did a, a pop up in my head whilst we were having that discussion there, almost a debate, Stuart. Almost. How, almost. It was almost a debate. Um, Edley, was that a debate? I yeah. know you like our debates. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't crash the car, whatever you do. Okay. But maybe one body's one one type of body that is trying to set the uh, agenda for social justice is um, trade unions. Yep. They're trying to keep. They're trying to keep their their members in money in in with with money in their pocket, be able to go out and live a proper life and actually mm. not struggle. Mm. 
I think it's I think it's possible. Do you think their government could throw a load of money at this and uh, this uh, UK thing and get us through it, or is it just kicking the can down the road? It's got it's got to be done with some long term planning in place mm. and long term planning beyond their own term. Mm. Stop doing the short termism about short term mm. short termism um, politics. Politics is not doesn't work. So who? So I think off the back of that, my conclusion is who sets the uh, social justice issues? I think it's people with short term interests. Yeah, because they're trying to trying to uh, prolong what they're doing. Mm. <laughs> An action for this episode is. Start switching the television off. Stop listening to the constant negativity out there. Start actually using positive language. Get When you go down the road and you see so many in the street, say something positive. Yeah, particularly that person you, you maybe go into a, your local coffee shop every day and pick up your coffee. Start having a conversation with that person and start being positive towards them as well. People who serve us, serve us are who, the ones who are... Picking up the litter, the ones that are in are in the in the hospitals, the ones that are putting the fires out, the ones that are, that are responding to crimes, mm. uh, you know, remember that they're there to serve us, you know, mm. and help us, and yeah. they're part of the community, and your community is such a such an important thing. Try to be as try to be the positive person in your community. If you want to do something positive, come and see us talk tomorrow evening over at Harwell, uh, St St Matthew's Church. Uh, 7.30 tomorrow evening. We're giving a talk. What about? Yeah, the the, the, the title of the talk is uh, Wildlife and Everyday Gardens. It's going to be a little bit of a, a change from what we've done in the past um, because we're going to allow the... We're going to ask the audience to be setting the agenda, as it were. Mm. Uh, for So we're, we're going to give them... We've got 10 topics and uh, we're going to ask them which topics would you like to go to first? And which, what order? What order. And we'll see how many we get through in the evening. We might get through one... We, we might get through all ten, but we might mm. only get through one, right? And particularly, what was the what was your favourite one? We talked about the last episode. What was your favourite? Yeah, um, and we agreed on this one because we both came up with the same yeah, one. Yeah, um, it, it um, is there any such thing as tidiness and untidiness? Yeah, is or it, is it, it a f- construct of the human psyche? Yeah, is, yeah, exactly. What exactly is gardening? In, is really mm. what we're asking. Mm. But that's what that that's going to be uh, tomorrow evening. And remind us of the time and the place again. It's St Matthew's Church in Char in Harwell. In Oxfordshire, OX11, OEZ. I was going to say, if it's in the Charwell, then we get um, we'll get wet feet, won't we? Yeah. And we, you can uh, bathe in the glorious glow, warm glow of this podcast continuing by supporting us through Patreon. What is Patreon, Stuart? Patreon is a, a website where you, you there are different levels of support. You pay a monthly fee, smaller monthly fee or a large monthly fee, depends on which level, and you get different um, behind-the-scenes material. There are 60 behind-the-paywall items uh, as, as, as we sit here talking, and uh, it can be anything from a polls to help us direct where this podcast is going, behind-the-scenes recordings, that can be films, that can be... Uh, audio it could be it could be uh, an insight into the next five upcoming questions maybe just mm. uh stuff that doesn't isn't necessarily made public exactly yeah and when we've got we've had some recent some of our recent recent releases have been um indigenous voices mm. series haven't mm. they so there really some, there's some really fascinating behind the scenes stuff with that yeah. with chase with um chase, chase ionize uh, so go check that out um you need to be obviously be a patron for mm. that, and how what it helps is it helps us sustain this podcast, um, and it actually helps us um, also 
um, employ other creatives because mm. uh, I think at, at, at times like this, in particular when people's budgets are a bit smaller and the creatives often get forgotten and uh, mm. have a harder time of it. So we want to get as many people, create more creatives into this into this podcast to expand it and to make it bigger than it actually is. Mm. And going on going on to live and unscripted, for example, is a good a good example mm. of this. So yeah, that's patreon.com forward slash people's countryside. Go and check it out. And again, this is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. <laughs> Thanks very much for watching. Watching. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Watching. <laughs>